Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater, and I have with me again this week Allison Harrison, my friend, who has been through some things in life, but here's what she knows. And what we want to let you know today, God is faithful. And there was a reason that God put her in my path. And you know when that happens, right? God absolutely orchestrates everything. So it's by no accident that Allison came into our life and I asked her to be a guest today. Allison wrote a book uh, about losing her son But then I was here with her at a moment in time when she had to say goodbye to her husband. And Allison, if anybody has gone through grief and has come out on the other side of it, it's you, sweet girl. And God is faithful even when we are not. Allison, I know that you've experienced God's faithfulness through the years. But talk to me about some specific moments where you can point and say, oh, yeah, (laughs) right there. Tell me some of those moments so that people will hear it and and realize that God is there for them as well. Well, that's a that's a tough question. (laughs) It's a really tough question. I'm glad to be back. Really excited about this journey that I've just begun. The faithfulness of God. Well, the the verse that Luann read to me, Second Timothy, it really, really hit me because I grew up believing that God was only faithful if we were good and perfect. And Second Timothy two thirteen, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Just hit me so big because because it's the truth. It's mm-hmm. God's word. But it's tough. It's tough to believe that we have a loving, kind, gracious, faithful God when we're not. Mm-hmm. In my journey over the last uh, 70 years, I have, I've had few standout moments. Um, I remember back when I was nine, My sister was eight, my brother was four, and my sister shot my brother's leg off in a a tragic gun accident. And as an adult, I think back on God's faithfulness, faithfulness to my brother. Mm. My brother grew up to be the most godly man, the most trusting, just faithful, loyal child of the king. Mm. God has used him in a very bad situation. Mm. God was faithful. The people around my brother were faithless. But, it, you know, God, God proved his faithfulness to my brother. And he really proved it to my whole family. But, you know, the focus was on Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first time I remember thinking about how God was taking care of my brother. Isn't it interesting to look back on our life and say, oh yeah, I remember that. Now, I was a a girl who was always, and still am, 
I can get behind the wheel of the car and go. My friends laugh at me because if I say, oh, that's only 15 hours, let's let's go. Let's do it. They're like, are you crazy? They don't want to go an hour across the state. But that that tendency to be adventurous also put me in harm's way more than once. And I can look at, for instance, one time I was traveling by myself. I decided in the middle of the winter to go see my brother and his wife in Michigan. And I, my car died on the side of the road on the highway and there was a blizzard that came up and it, I was driving through this blizzard and I'm sitting in the car and the car's starting to get covered up. And I thought, okay, I've got to get out and try to find help. So I started walking down the, the highway, probably a stupid thing to do, but I was young and and just stupid. But I walked down the highway and somebody pulls over. And at this point, I look like half a snowman because the blizzard is blowing so hard. And he said, I'll take you to the next exit. There's a gas station there. You can call someone. And I got in the car and I said, at that point, I was like, I, I don't even care. I'm just going because I know I'm going to freeze if I just keep walking down this road. He took me there. He gave me money to call my brother because I didn't have any change, you know. So it was like I, I was young and silly. And then he just disappeared. I mean, he just he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And it was like my angel, you know, it was. And I said, OK, there's a reason that I'm still here, that I didn't get hit by a car, that I didn't have someone hurt me. So I need to pay attention to that, that God does watch out for us, even when we are miles away in our faith. He's faithful. So for you, Allison, what stories can you tell of the things when you've seen God show up, you know, just show up in your life and you go, wow, that had to be a God moment. You talked about your devotion in our other show, how it was exactly what you needed at just the right moment. But tell me a, a moment in your in your journey where God has just shown up? Well, I think back to um, my early days, um, you know, a rebellious teenager. Ah, oh, was such a terrible child to my poor parents. And my mother uh, decided the solution was to send me to a young life camp in Colorado, put me on a train at 15 and travel from Chicago to Colorado to a, a young life camp. Young life was a... a new organization then then reaching out to mostly high school kids and it was a week at a dude ranch and and at the end of the week we sat around a campfire and the counselor the head counselor gave gave a talk about God's forgiveness and grace and I remember sitting there and much much too inhibited to think about going forward at that campfire, but remembered that at that moment of just lowering my head and saying, oh, Jesus, forgive me, forgive me, just forgive me. I didn't, I didn't know what that was going to mean in the 
future because I, I left that camp and went home to a dysfunctional home. My dad was an alcoholic and, you know, that was just chaos. And, and I continued on my way for about five years. About five years. Ended up in um, Houston, Texas. And uh, I heard about a revival meeting at a big church in Houston. And I just, I knew, I knew that God wanted me there. I knew that he was wooing me back to himself. I didn't feel worthy. I wasn't sure that God could forgive me because I was pretty horrible. But I remembered that Corey Ten Boom book again that I had read. You know, he throws our sins into the deepest sea and remembers them no more. Mm. And I went to that revival. It was at a huge uh, convention center in downtown Houston. And uh, I was there with my current boyfriend, and the two of us went forward. We kneeled down and prayed together. And, and my life was forever changed at that moment. God just, he just wooed me to himself. In my uh, faithlessness, he was faithful. I love those stories, and I know that God does that because I have had wandered away. I was a prodigal myself, and you know, you know that He doesn't let go of you. He loves us so much. So if you're a mom right now, and you're thinking about that child who has walked away, don't give up. Don't stop praying. And if you are the one that walked away from a loving God, he's not giving up on you. He is faithful, and he's going to continue to pursue you. I remember when we moved to North Carolina, and I had not been walking with God for years. But something spurred me to get plugged into a church and my kids needed it you know we're in a new place we needed to be grounded together and we went to this church and I remember first of all as we're driving around looking for a house to buy I I we drove by this church and I had this supernatural drawing to that church I didn't I didn't know anything about it but I just felt like, ah. Oh. So we ended up buying a house on the other side of town. And I told Dwight, I want to go to that church. And he said, that's a 25-minute drive. Why would we? There's half a dozen churches within five minutes. So we tried all of those churches. And none of them felt like a fit. So when he was working one Sunday, I went. And I knew immediately this was the one. And I said, go with me one time. Just go with me one time. If you don't feel the same, then we don't have to go back. He walked in, sat down, and that service was so compelling that the Holy Spirit was just like you could touch it. You know, it was so real. And he looked at me and said, you're right. This is it. So for 23 plus years, we've been going to that church. That's our home. And it, it, it's amazing how God never lets go 
we after about six months of going to that church, God woke me up in the middle of the night on a Sunday morning, 2 a.m., and said, today's the day. You need to make a commitment for me. You need to go get baptized. I, I, I sat straight up and said, I've got to go get baptized. And Dwight said, you couldn't wait till morning to tell me this. But that day, uh, when they gave the invitation, I stood up and I told the kids, they're sitting with me, they're in junior high and high school. I said, I'm going forward. They said, we're going with you, Mom. And the whole family went forward that day. And I knew that it was because of the prayers of my parents and God's faithfulness. He never gives up on us, even when we give up on ourselves. So as a mama, talk to mamas about how we keep praying that God, I always prayed that he would keep my son on a short leash. <laughs> Don't let him wander too far away. So how do we, what do we tell other mamas that are listening right now, Allison? We've been through so much and we've seen God's faithfulness. What do we tell them right now if they're distressed over their situation? Well, I think about my mom. My mom died after praying for my sister for 40 years mm. and I think about um, the fact that my sister is still alive mm. there's still hope I, I think about my grandkids and my the people that I have a privilege of praying for and grandmas grandmas have the biggest responsibility in the world to pray for their grandkids but what I would say this is what I think is a really important thing, and it's, I don't mean it um, loosely, I, I, I mean it very, very seriously. Do not judge your children. Mm. Love your children. When your children disobey, remember, remember your own self, remember the love of God that never gave up on you, never give up on your kids. I, I remember when I said to my son in high school, I found out he was brewing beer in the closet of his bedroom. <laughs> and I was, of course, just horrified. And I'm like, oh, no. I said to him, Ben, just promise me, if you go anywhere and you are in a situation where you cannot drive, I don't approve. I don't approve. I get hear me clearly. I do not approve. But you call me and I will take care of you. I will come and get you. And I'll tell you what. The blessing. I have goosebumps thinking about it right now. The blessing it was for me that night when Ben called me and he said, "Mom, come and get me." Because I knew he trusted me. Because I wasn't judging him. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him probably almost as much as God loved him and does love him. Mm -hmm. And my girls, you know, I just, I just, uh, just prayed for, for uh, their husbands. I prayed for their kids before they had husbands and kids. And what I said to Rachel, my oldest, when she left for college and I wrote her these little notes because it was before uh, email. Obedience brings blessing. Mm. And the day she met her husband in college, I 
I emailed or I, I, I called her, text her, or no, I didn't call her, text her. I don't know what I did. But I said, remember, obedience brings blessing. And Hannah, my youngest, obedience brings blessing. And um, it doesn't mean you have to be good for God to bless you. But choose, choose to obey God. Choose Him. It makes life so much easier. But when they don't, when they... When they do their kid thing, their teenage thing, you just love them. Mm -hmm. Love them. Don't judge them. Wise words from a wise woman. You know, when we look back on our life, I, I know there were people that were judging me. And I'm sure you had the same thing. And, and what that does is push you farther away. But my dad, no matter what would always look at me and say, I'm praying for you. And I would say, I know you are, Dad. I know you are. And here's the cool thing about prayers. They continue. Prayers don't die with you. Prayers are there with God. They're there. And so when my dad was praying for his grandkids, cool, cool, the way that God showed up. Now, my sister did not take her kids to church because she felt like we were We were forced to go to church as kids, so she was not going to force her kids. So they never, they never got that grounding, but they saw my dad and they loved my dad and they knew something was different about grandpa. And when he was dying, he told them the same thing. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Well, within the last few years, both of her boys have come to know Christ. They're adults now. Your prayers do not stop at the ceiling. They don't stop at your casket. They don't stop when you leave this world. They continue on. So great words. Keep praying for your kids and your loved ones and your friends and neighbors. I mean, sometimes I think that we're looking for something grand to do in our life. But God says, be obedient with the small things with the things that I give you and the people that I surround you with, be obedient and watch what I do with that obedience. So today I want to focus and continue focusing on the faithfulness of God. Maybe you have walked away and you said, no, you have no idea what I've done. You have no idea how far I've fallen. You know what? We've all fallen, and I bet my fallen story could compare to yours, and I bet Allison's could too, but God is faithful, and you're not listening to this program right now by accident. You're not. God has you tuned in because he says, I love you, and I want you to have a relationship with me, and that's the beautiful thing about God. He's a loving father who longs to have a relationship, not a ritual, not a I checked it off the box and went to church Sunday, not I said my confession at the confessional. He says, no, talk to me, know that I love you. And just like Allison told her son, call me. That's what God's calling us to do. And then one day you wake up and you're 71 years old. And what became of my disobedience and God's faithfulness is 
And I recognized this a, a couple of years ago. I have a real connection with younger women. They know I love them. They know that I don't judge them. And they know I accept them the way they are. And I always, always, just like they're my own kids, I always tell them I'm praying for them. And it's interesting because what happens is those words really mean a lot. Really mean a lot. And, and then you'll get a little knock on your door, a little text message. I know you're praying for me. Will you pray about this? Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some people that lived in our rental last winter. Ron and Joan, they were a lovely, very elderly couple with uh, really no, no church background. Because of COVID, we became very close to them and actually started praying for them with them every night at 8 o'clock on our porch. And it turned into be one of the most beautiful things that had happened that last winter. But th- during that, uh, because of that situation, Ron uh, called me one day and he said, please pray for my sister, Lorraine. She's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. Then Joan would text me, pray for my sister, pray for my brother, pray for my kids. Through... Through my faithfulness, it was just a little thing. It was a little thing. You just tell somebody that you're praying for them, and then you know what you do? You go home, and you write it in your book, and you keep your commitment, and you pray for them. And I'm not a, I'm not a real um, braggy type person, but I know that part of the reason why God blessed me the last eight weeks is because... You know, I, I I reached out to other people, and now I'm getting the opportunity for people to reach out to me. And it's part of God's plan. It's part of the way He uses us and blesses us, and He's faithful to us. Isn't that the truth? We are God's hand, hands and feet here on earth. And when we do the things that He's calling us to do, we'll see it. We'll see it. And we'll see His faithfulness play out in our own life. Hey, look, I want to wrap us up today with prayer because I think that somebody's listening around the table right now who feels that they've gone too far. I want to pray over you right now. God, I just lift up anyone who's at the table with us who feels like they can't get back to you that they've, they've done too much, they've gone too far. Lord, right now, I pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to them and that they would feel your love, they would know that your faithfulness is forever. You do not turn your back on those that come to you. So God, I pray that anyone that's listening who feels like they've slipped away would come back and say, God, forgive me. Help me to have that relationship with you again. Help me to know you as my Lord and Savior. God, help us all to walk in faithful steps with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. 
Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Luann, I'm so excited about the new Encouragement Cafe website. We've got devotions on there. We've got past radio shows on there you can listen to. We have Bible studies taking place on there. There's so many ways to get a dose of encouragement from the website. So I'm excited to send people to check it out. I am too. And you know, you can always see where we're going to be next. We have events happening all over the country. Check it out. EncouragementCafe.com. Com.